Hi, this is Pastor Ken Ortiz, and welcome to Real Answers to Real Questions. This podcast is designed to do just exactly that. In my 35 years of pastoral ministry, I've had hundreds of people, if not thousands, come to me with various questions, and frankly, it's so hard for people on a normal Sunday morning to come up and ask those questions. So we've created a format where you can submit your questions, and I'll do my best to provide you with as scripturally accurate an answer as I can to those questions. On the following shows, uh, Dan McMahon is going to be co-hosting with me. He has been my co-host for, with my radio program for many years, and he's a good friend. He's an elder in our church, and uh, we're going to just basically engage in a conversation as we go through the questions that you have submitted. All right, Ken, first question for today's podcast. Uh, they said, where do you get your news? Is there a source that you believe is true? <laughs> Boy, is that a loaded question, right? Well, the first thing I think of is uh, Paul's statement in Romans 2 that all men are liars. <laughs> and I, I, you know, it's, I think that the challenge that we have in our d- today is that we have so many sources of information, and sometimes those sources contradict each other mm-hmm. to such a degree, it's hard to know who's telling the truth and who's representing it correctly. And and we're finding more and more that our news outlets uh, seem to all have an agenda, uh, an axe to grind. Yeah. And so you know it, it influences the way that they even say it because I find even in what we might call even very sterile reporting, the choice of adjectives sometimes mm. – really reveal a bias that kind of suggests this or suggests that yeah. and move you in different directions. I really think that the, the, the only way to really be sure is that you have to uh, read broadly. I mean, I, I read different sources. I, um, I listen to different broadcasts uh, from different sources so that I can really kind of get a comparison. Yeah. But um, I think it's just impossible anymore to simply say, I listen to this one outlet or I read this one magazine or this one newspaper, and I get my news from it. I think, I mean, I'm a little hesitant to use the word fake news, but I think that they're, because the people who are being accused of giving fake news are really convinced that they're right. And that's part of the polarity that's developing in our culture is where we... uh, we're not really dialoguing. We're not conversing anymore. We're not because we don't respect what the other has to say. Yeah. And it used to be that you could have different points of view, but what's really also changed is we had very we had a common sense of value in the mm-hmm. past, so that even though you were a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian or a Communist or a Socialist, you you at least had a a, a common set of what's right and wrong and what's good and evil. But that doesn't exist anymore. And so that's why I think as Christians, we particularly – it's particularly incumbent on us not to fall into the trap of uh, taking sides, especially when we become somebody is all good or all bad Mm -hmm. because – Nobody's all good. Nobody's all good. And nobody always tells the truth or – is accurate in how they understand the problem. Yeah. I, I remember going to seminars uh, and, and different 
uh, talks and and you would have forums where you'd have multiple people up front with opposing ideas and there would be a very healthy discussion about mm-hmm. I can't even imagine you don't see them anymore and I can't imagine one taking place now with the diversity and the diametrically opposed positions of people I don't know how one of those could exist I mean you just, it's hard to find people who are willing just to just have a conversation well it's like watching political debates anymore they are not debates no <laughs> they're I mean, mud slinging <laughs> Oh, man. It's, and it's just personal attacks. And yeah. we told somebody called it once the politics of destruction, you know, <laughs> a personal destruction. And I, and it's just, it's such a, a sad thing. And I don't, you know, it's almost like we have backed ourselves into such tight corners and painted ourselves in that people now can't. Uh, can't admit that they're wrong or made a mistake without being just uh, pilloried by the other side. Yeah, and I I think there's just an unrealistic dynamic that's going on. There's just a lack of really, how may I put it? At the end of the day, you know, it says pray for our leaders, mm-hmm. honor those who are in positions of authority. Uh, my dad used to always teach me because of his his thirty years in the military. He said, "You salute the uniform, not the man in it." Right. And uh, and he told me a lot of stories where the man inside the uniform was not a man who was a good guy. Yeah. But he said, that doesn't matter. You sleep that uniform. And it taught me this idea that people are in positions of authority. Like if you're the president of the United States, you speak graciously and, and, and respectfully towards that individual and not begin to disparage his character. You may not want them for your next door neighbor, mm-hmm. but the same is that what really matters are the policies that affect my life good or negative. And even with people that I strongly disagree on their policy positions, mainly I do so because it's going to have a negative effect upon my life. Right. But I know that they're thinking that this is going to have a positive effect on somebody else's life. So any laws or policies or executive orders are never neutral. They never are a benefit to everybody. Somebody is going to be on the shorter end of that stick. And that's just the real world in which we live. So, so to bring that in for a landing, is there are there any sites that you go to that you feel are are reasonably balanced? And I try to read. I'd really try to actually go to them all. I, I will confess, I I've had a little trouble with watching CNN because it, it seems like the vitriol yeah. has really gotten ramped up there, and I, I think some of the accusations sometimes are just so ridiculous. But I think at the same time, if, if your only news outlet is Fox News, then there again um, – The other extreme. You, you, may, you may end up some – of the, some of the programming is all Trump all day long. Mm. And um, so I think that you, know, you need to be careful. Now, I, I've gotten people really mad at me because I've said, well, you know, there's things that Trump says and does that I don't really care for. Um, yet there are certain things that he has done that I – I mean, I think about Supreme Court justices and I think about a lot of executive orders and things that are very favorable and and the things he's done to ensure the religious freedom Mm -hmm. of people both in our country and around the world. He's done more to get Americans out of trouble in foreign countries, some 19 different Americans who have been imprisoned and falsely arrested and whatever that he's gotten back. I mean, there's some things that have happened, whether it's him directly or the people around him. I don't know and I can't speak to that. But I do. I am really, really appreciative of that. Um, at the same time, though, I don't think that every time he opens his mouth, he speaks accurately. Yeah. 
Well, my biggest favorite was the tax cuts. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go on to question number two. What does the Bible say about homeschooling and being a stay-at-home mom? Is public school, in your opinion, Pastor Ken, a dangerous place for our children to be educated? And if so, how do we help and prepare those of our children who are in public school? Um, that's interesting because actually you don't find uh, anything specifically stated in scriptures about schooling yeah. <laughs> other than the fact that parents are to train up their child in the ways of the Lord. And I think that that's ground zero in terms of what your children see in your home and hear from your voice is going to be more profound and more impactful and have more influence upon the direction that their life takes than anything they will ever encounter within any kind of academic setting. I think, secondly, to simply assume that a a school is is good or bad is um, is is like assuming that one person is good or bad. I found that when children are smaller. It has a lot to do with the teacher in the classroom, mm-hmm. far more than it does even with the school as a whole. I'm much less concerned about the elementary grades. I think that where we're finding the greatest challenges coming to kids is in junior high and, and then in high school. And we kind of approach, uh, oftentimes we approach it backwards. We keep our kids out of out of grade school and then we send them off to junior high because we can't handle it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that even assuming, well, my kid's going to a Christian school and therefore he's not going to be polluted by things. Um, I have found in both my experience and other people I know that there are sinful kids in every academic center, and there's sometimes sinful teachers, uh, sin-ruled people in all sorts of situations. So I don't, I, I think that you have to really come back and really simply pray and decide, what is God speaking to you? Mm-hmm. Because I've seen kids who have been tremendously successful because they were homeschooled, and I've seen kids who were really limited because of homeschooling. And so I, I don't think it's it's an either or or one or the other. I don't think one is necessarily better than the other. Yeah. I just think that you have to begin by accepting you are the responsible educator in your home above and beyond anybody else. You need to be monitoring what your children are being taught if they're in a public school or a Christian school. And uh, if you choose to homeschool, you need to take that responsibility seriously and, and really invest yourself in the educational processes of your kids. And I think also doing it in a way that they have a social network outside of just your home. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that I've seen with many kids raised in an exclusive or a very tight-knit family uh, Christian situation is they, they don't learn how to socialize or interact with uh, other people very well because they're, they've been essentially cloistered. And I think cloistering is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of shotgunning this from a lot of different perspectives, but I, I don't think you, you can really narrow it down to one answer. I think you have to sit down as what is right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think, uh, I think one of the things that we committed to when our kids hit, uh, well, when they hit school itself was to be involved. And mm-hmm. and in the early days of grade school, it was Janie in the classroom, working with teachers, getting to know them, mm-hmm. getting to participate, watch the kids, watch who their friends were, be able to have discussions at home. Uh, for me, it was coaching uh, during those early years. And then as they got older and in a junior high and high school, we were involved in all kinds of committees uh, and, and any way we could be continued to coach just so that we could have that infusion into their lives mm-hmm. and see who our kids were around, who their friends were. And I, I guarantee I didn't know half the stuff that they were going through, but I knew some of it. And yeah. it gave me the opportunity to, to really get invested in the in the staff there at the school. And, and I still call them friends to this day, whether they whether I, I, I believe the way they believe or they believe the way I do, 
it doesn't matter. I think when we come together as people and, and just share a love of kids as yeah. the important thing, then we we infuse ourselves into their lives and, and we have an opportunity to change them and have an impact on them. Didn't you find that because you developed a relationship of respect and support for the teachers and the, and the, and the uh, institution – that there's a reciprocation that comes back that people, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to think twice yep. if you come in and say, you know, I'm really concerned about this and I want you to know where our family is and how we view this. If you're not just attacking them yeah. and, and calling them heathen dogs, mm-hmm. but you're saying, you know, I just want you to be aware that this is where we're at and and uh, this particular curriculum runs counter to that. Yeah. I, I think it makes all the difference in the world. We had a situation here recently where there was a uh, Planned Parenthood that actually created a curriculum that they were pushing through our public school and fortunately, many of the parents simply said, this sex education curriculum is inappropriate, and we, we disagree with it, and we're not going to be supportive of it. They didn't attack the administration. They just simply went to them and said, yeah. this is something that seriously violates our family values. And the, 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 the district pulled away from it and nice. said, okay. We're not gonna. We're not yeah. gonna go there. Yeah, I think I agree with your point a hundred percent. I when we got involved, it wasn't so that I could say I'm involved and now you need to listen to me. Yeah, it was more I, I'm involved, so let me help you. Let me help. My my biggest thing was let me just help. If you need yeah. help, help. And then that gives that builds a trust between between uh, staff and administration and us as parents, to where there's a, a there's a desire to come and get our opinion when things uh, decisions are being made. Yeah, and I think you know I, I was never we were never demanding about because we're helping we demand that you listen to us it was more let's just work together on this thing and, yeah. and uh, it worked out well so there you have it yeah yeah it's uh and i and i can't tell you how many christian teachers who are in public school yeah <laughs> have come to me and just said you know sometimes we're made to feel like we're the enemy uh-huh and we're not we're <laughs> we're here in the classroom yeah and what a difference that can make yeah Well, this brings us to the end of our current podcast, and I hope that our responses to the questions that you submitted were helpful. If you found them to be worthwhile and this a good investment of your time, we encourage you to write a review and uh, send us your comments. This is a forum in which we're looking to have a dialogue with those who listen. If you have questions that you would like us to answer, we'd encourage you to submit those. Uh, You can do that easily by just going to our website at www.calvaryspokane.com, and we'll take them as they come in. Just about any question is okay, but we'd just like to say that we try to answer biblical questions. Uh, I can't give you financial advice or medical advice, but I can tell you what the Bible has to say. Uh, We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast so that you can join with us regularly as we continue to answer your questions with what we believe are real biblical answers.